breakfast out in the cold. Good morning and thanks for joining us. Oh, good morning, Sakina. Thank you. And uh, the two gentlemen in studio, thanks for making the time to come in. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Now, Prof Friedman, if I could start with you. Union investments. Now, that sounds like a contradiction in terms. What's your take on this? Well, Sakina, it would obviously create massive problems and be a contradiction in terms if uh, union negotiators were direct shareholders in the companies they were negotiating with because then there would be a real prospect that they would care more about uh, the health of the, the profit, sorry, of the company than of their members. In fact, the way the system works here is uh, that there's quite a distance between the union and the investment company. Yes, the union has representation on the board of the investment company uh, but essentially union investment companies are run by uh, professionals uh, you ask who benefits the members benefit in the sense that the profits from the company uh, are plowed back uh, to union members in the forms of various benefits um, but what doesn't happen in these companies I mean, you know the, the downside, I think, is, is that when these companies were formed, there were very high expectations uh, that they would uh, further the social aims of the trade union movement by influencing companies, by making sure that they only invested in companies which were ethical, uh, by using their financial muscle to ensure that companies were ethical. And that really hasn't happened. Uh, and, 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 and the reason for that is the same. Uh, the reason for that is that the invest, union investment companies really are the same as any other companies, just they happen to have uh, some trade union representation on the board. So they don't operate uh, to influence what happens in the economy. Uh, they simply operate as a way of ensuring that they're benefits for union members. Uh, benefits for union members, to what extent though? Well, you know, I can't, I don't have the figures in front of me, but as I say, I mean, the, 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 the union members do benefit from the company profits. Uh, I understand that very often, you know, various education benefits are provided, housing support, etc. Uh, and that is made possible by the funds which are generated by the investment company. But what it doesn't give workers uh, and what it doesn't give union members is power. Uh, it doesn't give them power over what companies do. And the reason I ask uh, to what extent you, uh, uh, members benefit is uh, that I want to juxtapose that uh, in relation to what uh, some of the union leaders actually, what their benefit is, what they derive from these investments. You see, that's a, that's a, diff it's a very important issue, Sakina, but I, it's a somewhat different issue. I mean, one of the problems which faces the union, member, uh, union movement and their members, which have been talked about, uh, is that uh, the links very often, uh, and there's a lot of academic research being done on this over the last few years, uh, because of the inequalities in our society, uh, union membership uh, or union office is very often a way into the middle class. Uh, so first of all, if people are full-time shop stewards, uh, they will hang on to that position because it gives them uh, a middle-class lifestyle, which unfortunately the rest of the membership can't afford. Uh, or very often people will use uh, their positions in unions to get into middle management in company and uh, companies. They ever say quite a lot of research has been done on this. Now, now this is a huge problem, uh, and it obviously is a symptom of the fact that we are a very unequal society. Uh, but that's not caused by union investment companies. That's caused by the nature of our economy. Mm. And then I want to bring Dennis George and uh, your view on union investments as fiducia. 
Look, I mean, first of all, we must start from the premise that uh, the Constitution provides for um, economic freedom and for participation and, and the trade unions as an organization has to make sure that, you know, it provides a service to the members, but also beneficial. But what we as Fedusa would say that uh, a trade union should not be involved where there's a, a, a contradiction in terms of the union's principles. So our principles would, for instance, say, invest in companies that focus on job creation, a good industrial relationships, above average employment conditions, training opportunities for all workers, equal opportunities for women. So those are the kinds of principles that unions are standing for because we are a principled organization. Then we must also, and Professor Friedman alluded to this, to say, look, there is this wall of separation. We call it a firewall between the investment company and the union as a fighter for worker rights and for, for, for decent work. And, 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 and those kinds of things are very important. But when we look at the procedure of the, the financial rewards that come from that investment, then it's important for the union to, to make sure that that monies are, for instance, investment invested into uh, housing for members, you know, or a beneficial scheme where workers don't have to pay the high interest rates. We have to look at clinics where there is no clinics. And we must also just add it, that the union have a good track record when it comes to, for instance, how do we provide support for the community? Because we have established in 2008 between Kusatu, Fedusa and Naktu, we had started that in those days with 89 million rand, where we created the, 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 the job creation trust. And those trusts actually made special financial where we give donations to community organizations, to start bakeries, to provide bread for schools, and to also looking at vegetable garden stuff. And we have used, because we believed in the firewall, we have used the Development Bank of Southern Africa so to be as our project manager, to, to look at the proposals and to make sure that the board then make decision to give money to those things. And, and Patrick can confirm to that. So you provide loans to community organizations and grants. And, and, grants. Grants. Yes. and what about loans to your own members? Our members, when the situations of retrenchments, especially in, 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 in the rural areas where there's not a lot of economic activities, you know, if the workers form a co-op, you know, and then we will also provide seed capital for them to start some livelihood for themselves. And any executive members from NUMSA who've been provided loans, who have since struck it rich because uh, they have managed to put up that seed capital via this loan that they obtained from NUMSA? No, 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 no. Look, you see, we must look at the King Report, you know, in terms of corporate, good corporate governance. You know, uh, directors and companies, they can't get loans just like that. You know, those are violation of the King Report. And that is not only just for trade unions, but it's for any organization out there. The King Report provides for this triple bottom line reporting process. And Fair it's enough. reporting and accountability that those shareholders and the members must deal with those people. Fair enough. But you say they can't just obtain those just like that. The question is, has it happened? Well, look, look, I think it's better if you ask that question to, to Kusatu. No, I'm asking they, you. They, I'm asking they, you they, as Fedusa no, first. No, no, I'll ask Kusatu that no, no, question, no. but I want to know from Fedusa first. No, our principle is clear. You know, we must follow the rules. And if it happens, then we must condemn But you're not answering the question, Dennis. I'm asking you whether this has happened, whether any executives have actually accessed loans through those trusts and, uh, you know, obtained the seed capital to start businesses for themselves. Yes, has if, that happened? If it happened, I can't condemn 
confirm because I didn't do an audit on that. But if it happened, it's wrong and that matter must be put right uh, immediately. You are still not answering the question, but let me throw it over to Patrick Craven and maybe in the meantime you can just refresh your memory on that, Patrick. Yeah, it's a pity we've started in the middle because I think <laughs> we need to clear up some basics. Overall, we believe that uh, investment funds do benefit the members and I could give a lot of examples of that. Um, there are problems as well, which you've referred to, but I think it would be wrong to, to start off on the problems uh, r rather than the benefits. The situation facing the unions years ago was that um, they were acquiring money and they had to decide what is the the best way to use that money to for the benefit of the members and uh, the conclusion was in most unions to set up these companies which would then generate a lot of money which could then be used and now is being used just to give some examples in the papers even yesterday there was a report that the National Union of Mine Workers is building houses for members, that it's providing study funds for the families of um, mine workers who were killed during the Marikana events. Uh, NUMSA not only provides a very good funeral scheme, it even owns the company that actually runs the, the scheme. Uh -huh. uh, SACTU, the clothing and textile workers, has probably been one of the most successful that has... Um, uh, paid out billions to benefit the members in bursaries in social welfare payments uh, a centre for battered women and so on. So I think it's important to stress that before saying yes there are problems uh. but they're not problems as Dennis says confined to the trade union movement the problem is once you start getting involved in companies you're entering the murky world of capitalism and uh, you're likely to encounter exactly the same problems that the private sector in general has. And we'll admit there have been cases where there's been abuse of uh, these funds. And um, there are some cases indeed currently before the courts, which obviously I can't comment on. And so, yes, there has been abuse. But that's something which we are determined to stamp out. Uh, there can be no difference in the way we treat that kind of offence in a trade union investment company than anywhere else. In fact, in a way, we take it even more strongly because it's workers' money which is being uh, taken uh -huh. away and used for personal enrichment, which uh, we regard as a form of betrayal. And uh, But I think it's very important not to suggest that therefore the entire system has collapsed. It's still doing and a great deal of good. And I'm not suggesting that for one moment. However, you admit that there may be problems there. But what has been done? You admit that something has to be done. We're talking about the King 3 report. But what have you actually done in cases where the wrongdoing has occurred? When if it's come to our attention, obviously we've raised it. But primarily, these are offences under the law, and therefore it's a legal thing. Clearly, the trade unions involved will take an attitude towards this. But ultimately, these companies, as again Dennis says, have to comply with uh, company law and all the existing laws, which is why there has to be a certain separation. The trade unions cannot get directly involved, either in their 
day-to-day uh, -day, uh, policies, but also in disciplinary matters. These have to be dealt with through the proper procedures. But uh, there's no question that through the, the trade unions are simply trust. turning a blind eye or, or tolerating any abuse. But what we're saying, we shouldn't allow that to uh, put us in a position where we're saying, well, the whole system is wrong. Uh, because the benefits, we believe, far outweigh these uh, possible dangers. But isn't that a way of abdicating responsibility? Because it's all good and well for the trade union to sit there and say, well, you know, um, they have to follow the rules and procedures. But they have set up these entities in a way that actually makes it almost impossible for them to interfere at that level. Hence, it needs to go through all these rules and procedures. But I'm going to park it there for just a moment. 0891-104-208, that's the number to dial. SMS us on 34701. You can tweet to Facebook AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And, of course, uh, speaking to Dennis George from Fedusa, uh, Patrick Craven from Kasatu, and Professor Stephen Friedman about unions and asking who benefits from union investments. It right now, and this morning we are asking... Who benefits from union investments? And we are speaking to uh, Professor Stephen Friedman, who is the director for the Center for Study of Democracy at Rhodes University, as well as the University of Johannesburg. We also have in studio with us Patrick Craven, spokesperson uh, for COSATU, and FEDUSA uh, General Secretary Dennis George. And uh, as we say, we'd love to take your comments on this. 891 that's the number to dial. SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. And before I get back to uh, Professor Friedman and uh, the other guests, I just want to read some of the comments coming through. Togozani Mkize says, and the straight answers disappear just like that. Some union bosses have struck it rich using grant loans from the funds. And of course, this one by Revolutionary says, it all sounds uh, like the gravy as explained. And Dennis just proved that the gravy never flows down. So, those some of the comments coming through. Uh, Professor Friedman, uh, I mean, uh, you've listened to uh, what uh, Dennis and Patrick have had to say. The, the, the whole reason for setting up these trusts, you know, some people question that and say it's a deliberate effort to actually, as I said earlier, have the unions abdicate responsibility for what actually goes on after the fact. Well, there's, there's a problem there, Sakina. I mean, let's, let's try and sum up some of these points. I think, quite frankly, those people who are trying to use the existence of a union investment funds as another stick to beat the trade union movement. I mean, we hear this endlessly, uh, you know, that trade union bosses, uh, fat cats ripping off the workers, etc., uh, which I think is, 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 is really just a prejudice, quite frankly. Uh, I mean, I indicated that they're real problems. Uh, but this idea, you know, that the cause of corruption in this country is trade union investment funds, I, I mean, it's laughable, quite frankly. Uh, so the problem is not that these are vehicles for greedy union bosses to rip off the workers. The problem is that there's a real dilemma there. Uh, you know, Dennis George talked quite correctly about the firewall. The whole idea of the firewall is to try to prevent these things happening. Uh, the firewall, of course, are the procedures which are put in place, the rules which are put in place to make sure that the union general secretary can't phone up the investment fund and say, do this and do that. That's very important. But then you get stuck with a problem. And the problem is that there's nothing Patrick Craven or Dennis George has said on this uh, show which indicates that these companies operate uh, in the slightest but differently from any other company in the country. I think the reality is that they don't. 
Uh, and the problem about that is that, you know, then you're saying in effect, and, and, and I understand that. I think there's a certain sympathy for that. You're saying, look, uh, what happened was, uh, as Patrick Craven has explained, uh, unions were getting in dues from members, the money was piling up, uh, you want to put the money to productive use, and so you invest it. But in the process, you land up uh, channeling money uh, into companies you can't control, making decisions you can't control, uh, which may actually negatively affect your members. Uh, there's nothing to prevent a union investment company investing in companies which engage in wholesale retrenchments uh, or which uh, uh, mess up the environment or do any of those things. Uh, so really, uh, the cost that the you know the cost that the trade union movement has borne for this benefit uh, is that it is in effect investing in companies which it has no control over at all, and that certainly is a problem. And uh, with that, let's go to the lines. Uh, Navari is calling from Nelspread. Good morning, Navari. Good 